Oh my gosh, welcome to episode 70 of Control-Alt-Revolt. It took us until today, which is like a three-day hiatus, which also could be a four-day hiatus if you count Sunday. Do you count Sunday? Well, we did a show, an insider show on Saturday. Yeah. So then I count Sunday, Monday, Tuesday that we did not do a show. Okay. So that's three days. Yeah, and it was looking like today was not going to be a show because... Today has been one weird day. Unknown caller. <laughs> Never mind that. That was another weird call. So See it, what we mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just been the weirdest day. Like all kinds of weird stuff happening that we can't go into or don't want to go into or, you know, just but, uh, hey, it is what it is. We showed up. We made a show. And everything is good now, right? I mean, like everything worked out. It was just like one of those days where there's just multiple series of unfortunate events and you're like, oh my gosh, another thing. But, yeah. you know, nothing was uh, a total disaster. So I would like to compliment you on how you handled everything. You never once came apart or came unglued. You just you just jumped in there and handled it. That's so kind. I think you did a really good job, too. But my thing is, like, I wish I wouldn't why? have pulled that knife on the cop, though. <laughs> so. No. You got a little crazy there. No, just joking. No, it's like, why? I mean, I like... Know. Why make yourself more miserable yeah. in an already kind of miserable day? Like, you might as well at least try to have a good attitude. Like, yeah. I actually, you think I'm like a saint or something, which I appreciate, but I actually do it just for my own benefit because, like, why be more miserable? I just, yeah. I can't stand to be more miserable. I got to try to be happy. Yeah, so. it's weird when people are like, I'm unhappy and everything sucks. And so I'm going to continue to be more unhappy. And no, I didn't pull a knife on a cop or anything like <laughs> no. that. But it was just, it was just, might as well. That I, If that would have happened, I would have been like, this might as well have happened. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, our that. car blew up. Our alarm went off at our house. Um, I rubbed some kid's car. He rubbed my car. Yesterday, on the way to Slapfish, which is a freedom restaurant in Huntington Beach. Yay, freedom. And then the kid's like trying to call me and shake me down for money. And I'm all, nope, that's not how insurance works in California, bro. Mm. Dude. So, yeah. yeah, and so then still dealing with the blown up car, which is why we haven't been able to do a show, but the car is in the shop, we're driving around, and it, this is like our, we've been doing so many podcasts that this is our second series of rental car podcasts. Yeah, this is like the biggest... And we never have rental cars. Like, I know. Yeah. This is the biggest vehicle I've ever been in, in the sense that like, this is a big truck, this is a, jo- a Dodge Ram, right? Yeah. I've never like been in a vehicle where it's literally like an athletic feat to like get up into it but like this actually is like I can't just like put my foot on the floorboard and like easily get into it I have to like do a big (laughs) maneuver like (laughs) even you said that's kind of your situation yeah like it's a really high up truck (laughs) yeah it's a really high up truck but But it's it's kind of fun once you're in it it's like yeah you're high up you can look and see what's going on in people's cars down there it's a smooth ride it's nice yeah Yeah. if i see someone clipping their toenails i'm out oh yeah that's a that's a no-go yeah i've heard people do that on airplanes and that's horrible i i I don't want to know i don't know i don't ride in airplanes anymore (laughs) i'm over airplanes yeah. And I'm a pilot and everything like that. I'm over airplanes. Thanks. Thanks. Don't want to play that game. And just imagine, like, because you haven't been on one in so long. You're not going to sing John Lennon's Imagine. No. <laughs> like, doing the already kind of, for you, miserable airplane experience. 
and now you have to wear a mask the whole time. And maybe there's a quote unquote comfort animal next to you. Oh my goodness. I couldn't Don't do even it. get me started. I couldn't yeah. do it. I could not do it. I know. No, I can do anything. It doesn't really bother me. I'm not a, like afraid of flying. I don't like flying anymore. Um, I have issues with it, but if I have to get on and go do something, then you got to get on and go do it. Um, it's more like I really don't like humanity much anymore. I don't like the collective experience. I don't like yeah. that, you know, like, I don't like that someone, you know, like, wants to live their life in fear because of terrorism or masks. And I, I don't want to. I choose not to. I just, I just want to be Freedom Guy. And um, speaking of Freedom Guy, we, we went to the movies this weekend. And we saw a movie. And this is how good this movie was. Single White Medusa walked out of the theater. And she said, I haven't laughed at a movie in, a, in as long as I can remember. Because normally we'll go see, like, dark, stirring art films. That's what Single White Medusa likes. She likes if there's going to be Jewish guys who are in the Holocaust and they play the piano or they're going to sing. And then uh, one time we went and saw this movie <laughs> and this Jewish guy started to sing about all the Holocaust victims. Oh. Here I am making a joke about Holocaust no, victims. No, it was like such a beautiful voice. And then she goes, oh, it goes, so blah, blah, blah. and I look over and she goes, ah. <laughs> oh, it was because it was like the most beautiful, like tenor cantorial voice. And he was waiting to see if his family name was, was sung out. And then it was, and it was, so, ah, it was beautiful and sad and all the feels. Was, yeah. All the, all the feels. What movie was that? Oh, I wish I could remember, but it was about like a concert, but, uh, yeah, it had Tim Roth in it. Violinist? Yeah. It had Tim it? Roth and the guy from in Bruges. Um, but it was good, but yeah. we went and saw free guy this weekend and that was just like laugh out loud, funny. It was really good. Um, if there were jokes, you know, political jokes or whatever, both sides could have taken them either way. But mm-hmm. the main thing is it was a lot of fun. If you know MMOs or computer games, we've all kind of played them to a lesser or greater extent. It it was just it was just delightfully hilarious because the writers knew exactly what they were writing about. And I think you've never even played those games. So you kind of dug it on that level. Yeah, I mean, like, I know how they work, but that's about it. I've never really played them. But, and I was saying, like, you don't, I feel like you don't even have to like video games to like this movie. Because there was so much to it. Like, it was actually, I was just telling him the other day, like, I used to like rom-coms, romantic comedies, when I was younger. You know, like a teenager and a 20-something. And, like, I was like, oh, it's so funny because I don't, that's not really my thing, like, for quite a while now. But I, and then he was like, well, that's because when they're done well, they're, they are really good. But yeah. so much of it has been schlock lately. And I was like, yes. You know, because yeah. sometimes we even just see him previewed and I'm like rolling my eyes like, yeah. ugh, that looks stupid. But like, he was right. Because this, in a weird way, not a weird way, was, it was like a lot of things, but it was kind of a nice romantic comedy. But it was also a lot of action in it. There was gamer stuff. There was, um... It was like another oh comedy it was comedy. like a comedy movie so it was like a lot in special one, effects but it was so good and yeah. like uh, like kind of nothing bad in it a tiny bit of language like a gd and an a word and like that's like it like there so i know i'm not saying like and that's no big deal but like i'm just for net for these days that was like the there was like pretty much nothing yeah. bad in it which was so really we, nice. we would recommend that it was yeah. a lot of fun and i think it is fun to kind of just have a good laugh and it's weird. Hollywood has eschewed the good laugh. Mm-hmm. There's no more something about Mary's. There's no more dumb and dumbers. There's no more Tommy boys. Tommy boys or anything. Everything is yeah. so 
superhero agenda, you know, blah, blah, blah. And what they think is funny, like when they do a retro reload, like a Ghostbusters or something like that, it turns out to be, you know, there was that, 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 uh, character that, um, Anna Gasteyer used to do on Saturday Night Live, the lesbian Lilith Fair community comedian whose jokes weren't funny at all. And, and it's kind of, it all turns out to be mean spirited. Yeah. And so like, but this, this was genuinely had heart and was, was fun. And Ryan Reynolds so good. is good. And I probably would go watch the Deadpool movies now. Cause I hadn't seen those and I've heard those are great. Oh, is that but, him? Yeah. But on the strength oh. of that, I would go see that. Like, because it was just, you just kind of need a laugh. And so highly, highly recommend. I mm. hear that people down South are ODing on the horse dewormer. Really? They're, they're getting calls like, I just ate a tube of ivermectin. And there's an old Indian guy telling me to come to the light. <laughs> I'm told that the hospitals are overwhelmed. The suicide lines, the hot, the overdose lines, oh, yeah. poison control lines. Hold on here. <coughs> Working it through. But uh, after that character. But uh, I've heard that, that everything's like the worst. Just oh. devastating. But then I, got I did a little thread on my... Um, my Facebook last night and everybody had some really interesting information that in a certain way supports some of this. The people who work in it said that everybody who has a mild case is slamming the hospital. And the people who also work in it said, um, that basically hospital beds are always at capacity because you have to make money on them. They're so expensive, especially the ICU bed, ICU ones. And then somebody who may be in law enforcement or may be a firefighter or something, and they said, hey, want to know a dirty little secret? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, we're all getting OT on this, and it's coming from the government. And so we have just been making money on these vaccination sites and the whole pandemic. And it goes, half the reason I think that the nurses are complaining about it um, and trying to create drama about what's going on is the overtime is on crayon, as the French say, which is means incredible. So again, at the end of the day, is it global conspiracy? Yeah, probably they're in the background. The one thing the global conspiracy figured out is that they can, through greed, through love of money, through the, the, lo the love of money is the root of all evil. People don't really ever look at that verse enough. People say money is the root of all no, no. Love of money is the root of all evil. Um, but it 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 um, at the end of the day my mother would say, always follow the money. And I found her to be right every damn time. I'm like I've always heard you say that, um, and attribute it to her. And it's not that I didn't agree with it. I did agree with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You not agree with Mama? No, I do. Okay. I did. I'm saying, though. Mama late, right. Mama right. But lately, the amount that that is correct is even, like. Stunning. Stunning. Yep. I mean, I, like, it literally is every time something's going on, it goes back to that. And you're like, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But do I think the global conspiracy understands that about humanity? And the, the best, the, 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 yeah, true believers are great. And force is awesome. But man, you look at this COVID thing and the levels at which they financially rewarded people to enact tyranny, the hospitals. I know guys that golf with hospital CEOs, guys that own 10 hospitals, and they'll be like, every patient's a COVID patient because we're getting X amount of dollars on it. And mm -hmm. then you have the workers saying, hey, we're getting OT. 
they monetized tyranny and it worked it worked it worked yeah and a little bit related to the whole um emergency rooms being overwhelmed down south because of the quote-unquote ivermectin overdoses and stuff so (laughs) there's an old indian guy he's telling me to come to the light (laughs) apparently um if you guys haven't heard this people are now saying it seems as though cbs's tweets are being run by china cbs are now run by a china can i read it in a china voice so let, let me, me let me, me like read. enlarge yeah. it a little bit. Okay. Let's, let's read it so in it's China like here's voice. what CBS said, yeah. and then there it is. A patient's forced to wait thousands of minutes in a rural Texas ER. We have never seen this before, ever. They said, but as single white Medusa to point out, what she the patient's forced to wait thousands of minutes. You know how you do when you wait thousands of minutes. You like, know how you always yeah, say like thousands when, of minutes when it's never. Thanksgiving Day. And you get up in the morning and you've ba- like you've looked at the turkey. The turkey has been baved and bra and butter brow. You know. Baved, baved. baved. Is that the A V E? It's been baved and brava. Baved. I'm being um <laughs> I'm being what's his face, Luther. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm giving it a bath and butter. You know, the turkey <laughs> the turkey's gotten a bath and butter and, and the rosemary or single white medusa makes an excellent thyme, thyme with chipotle stuffing. Excellent mucho. Cornbread chipotle stuffing, yeah. Yeah. Good. And uh but you got thousands of minutes to go until it's ready. And so as this uh site points out, first off, eight thousand minutes, one thousand minutes is about seventeen hours. So thousands of minutes would be like an entire day or more. So really people are waiting for a day or more that makes sense. Or it would be no one sense. modern Star Wars movie. Plus, just no one ever says <laughs> thousands of minutes. You would say, oh my gosh, I was waiting for yeah. hours. Yeah. No one would ever say thousands of minutes. So, yeah. you're caught. You're caught, CBS. Yeah. China, China, uh, China are China. Running, <laughs> running a CBS, a Tiffany network. Maybe CBS. Okay, maybe we didn't know. CBS stands for China Broadcast. China Broadcast. Whoa! Oh, there you go. Yeah, spicy. <laughs> Only the exactly. spiciest. See how brilliant single white Medusa is? She is witty. She thinks of those things. <laughs> You should see her engaged in broadsides with a Karen. She says that stuff. I just, I get, I just rage. Like I just, and I start saying F you, you know. Like, uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. First off, I do think you're better at arguing than me, but I've improved a little bit. And I would good. say yeah. it's from this podcast, even though you do most of the talking, yeah. which I prefer because yeah. you're a great talker. It's not really my thing, but like I've, it has helped me a little bit. I've just actually I'm a learner, and so I, I I understand stuff and I know stuff, but I've never like have had to really put it into words, and so I don't know. This is helping me a little bit because yeah. it's kind of frustrating when you're like, I know I know stuff and I don't know how yeah. to like say it off the cuff, you know, like like you do. So it's it's good. It's fun. Why is our light off? Oh, well, no. maybe it's just recording on that. Oh. Maybe it's so. Okay. Maybe the podcast is just truly jacked. Okay. We'll see. So, we can always redo it. But when we said, gonna... "Why is our light off?" He suddenly noticed our microphone light was off. But we, now we realized, okay, maybe our our phone is still recording yeah, it. This is a rough day. Why don't you pause it and we'll check? No, we better not. We better not. We're just gonna we <laughs> we're gonna go just through. See what happens. This is just. If not, if it's not good, we'll remake it. I think it'll be fine. Remember, we used to do the first yeah. quite a bit, quite a few shows without a mic. So, anyway, uh, so this is just part of part of the uh, 
the decor, the set dressing of this crazy day. Um, but something else that's related to what we've talked about thus far is that very interesting uh, interview that we watched between um, just maybe like an online internet news guy and a mortuary owner yeah. in England. Yeah. And that was very telling, actually. Cause, that was. And it was funny because I was actually just trying to look up kind of similar information for the United States over the weekend. And it's the second time I've tried to do it. Um, particularly, like, I was just kind of curious, what are, like, the overall death numbers so far for 2021? Because I was just curious. I'm not, like, macabre or anything, but I just want to know, like, is there, like, a huge spike? Because we've heard that 2020... Although COVID was the worst thing ever, we've heard that the weird thing about 2020 is that the total death numbers were not any higher or like any different than expected for a normal year. And then, and that obviously like, and suddenly flu numbers were practically almost zero. And so, and and that was odd. So then I was like, well, so have numbers spiked or what? And I just could not find any information. And then we found this interview where they were basically talking about it anecdotally, you know, in England. And so that was interesting. Do you kind of remember like the summation of that? Well, basically what it was, a, it was a guy who owns a mortuary. And what he was saying is, yes, they did euthanize the elderly using midazinal, whatever it is. And, um, and, it was just, it's just crazy. Like it's crazy. The amount of death that they had, the refrigerated, refrigerated trucks, but that everybody knew that it was the midazinal that was doing it. And it was doing it out of a fear of overloading the hospitals, which is, I think is the fear that they sold to the medical establishment who blindly followed it. Um, but I also think that the AI working with Facebook can interface with hospital staffing and people like that, you know, and they go in there on a Monday and they have a meeting and they're like, hey, we need to sell more surgery, you know, upgrade this guy to a hip and blah, 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 and things like that, because hospitals are for profit. And and so he was basically saying, yes, there there is much more death than they're reporting. Um, he did believe that it was more among the vaccinated by some of the data that he was able to show. And again, there are things that don't add up. Like, why is there a Delta spike in the middle of summer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is never, apparently, never how it happens for respiratory viruses ever. Like that, you know, obviously the spikes are in the fall and the winter. So it's like, this is very unnatural. What's the yeah. what's the different situation here that would cause that? The well, different situation is a bunch of people are vaccinated. Or the quote-unquote vaccine. Yeah, the, that a bunch of people are vaccinated and they're having heart attacks and embolisms and all these kinds of isms and things like that and that's not good um it's it's just interesting but i i do think we're beginning to unlock what the major plan is i don't know that we're going to get there i i I feel that they're gonna you know hey i'm the guy that's been sitting here saying they're gonna do something big and to an extent they have done big things we're gonna we're gonna see now because things are kind of heading towards some kind of need to to fix uh you know they're trying to save the california election um joe biden clearly is not is is not is not improving is continuing to get worse and weirder kamala's doing her thing but there are some big big sort of benchmarks ahead um in the process of getting the car fixed i've been many of you are probably aware of this 
there ain't a lot of cars. Rental cars are 95 bucks a day right now. That's crazy. Even Econo cars. Um, there are no cars on the lot. Used cars are going for as much as new cars. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, And then you look at the shipping containers coming out of China, and that has just gone, like, basically, you know, cliff wall. Uh, the price, the increase in price. So we're headed toward some very uneasy moments. And the question is, you know, what's to be done about it? And frankly, it doesn't seem like anything is being, it, it seems like we're being aimed toward failure and a collapse so that we can then be told we have a savior for you and its name is new president and its name is, um, you know, uh, digital currency, the fed dollar. And so your money's worthless because we printed too much of it. But, you know, again, the, 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 the establishment and the left will never take responsibility. They'll just say, oh, you know, tr- Trump was so bad that he tanked the dollar. Uh, I kind of remember when Trump was president and the economy was great. And mm-hmm. I kind of remember when you guys said everybody needs to lock down in the name of Gamma, who you were euthanizing, yep. in my opinion. And I think that that with the with the um and you can post that interview yeah yeah i will but with the story that's developing with midazinol and remdesivir and and the nursing homes i think you're going to see that looks like euthanasia yeah i mean it is kind of mass euthanasia which would really be genocide yeah and um which... and is the american population ready like i just said it for the first time what you heard right there was the first time off my lips. Wow, but I've definitely, that's not the first time I've heard that. Like, no, I have heard other but people. It, but it's the first time I said, that. well, okay, a bunch of fat, sick, and elderly people died. Did they just die? Or were they murdered via medicine on purpose mm-hmm. for the greater good? Always for the greater good. The Nazis were doing it for the greater good. Mm hmm. You know, everybody's always murdering a group of people for, quote unquote, the greater good. Do you think that your country could actually do that to a group of people? Because the numbers are there to show that something happened to a group of people that looks like a genocide. People on the inside are starting to say, yeah, these medications were prescribed. Now, why were the medications prescribed when when you go to the hospital even today, they say, come back when you turn blue in the face. There's still no protocol. Oh, I mean, there's ivermectin, but, you know, an old Indian man might tell you to come to the light with the horse dewormer. Don't do that, even though Joe Rogan did it. The worst thing that ever happened is that Joe Rogan hated America and was such a hatey, hate, bad, bad that he lived. Yeah, exactly. And don't forget, like, doctors and pharmacists in a lot of states are literally threatened, I believe, that their licenses will be taken away if they prescribe it and or fill it. But then why were elderly people in rest homes prescribed these medicines Mm -hmm. en masse and left to die? And he said some other things, too. Like, well, they just they just gave it to him and went away for 60 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, like, these things need to be corroborated. These things. But people are saying these things. And that's the thing that you need to know. And, you know, your big clue is when uh, China Broadcasting Service, Mm -hmm. you know, or MSNBC or, you know, all the things, they start telling you the things they're telling you about Joe Rogan, the things they're telling you about the Wuhan lab, the things that they're telling you about the P-tape and Russia hoax, 
all the things that turned out to be true. They're, they're not saying anything yet about the conspiracy theory to commit genocide. I think that would be the worst move they could make because in most people's opinion, that would be like tacitly admitting it, admitting it now. Yeah. But we'll see that moment that they try to say, oh, this is just a conspiracy theory when there are medical professionals or people who work in the medical industry or people who work in the death industry, which death is an industry, start are starting to say these things that, that mass sections of the population were annihilated for the greater good using medicine. Mm-hmm. That's genocide. That's genocide. And that's that may have happened. And I think we cannot be a country if it did because as hard as a time as we gave germany and rightfully so um we're now that group of people we're now those kind of people we're now if we did that to our own people you know and we've had other you know forays into this but not always in that way sometimes it was war and whatever but again there's 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 black marks in everybody's history but if we did that in modern history when we're we're running around telling everybody we're the love people, we're the tolerant people, we're we're the bright and shining light on a hill, and America's bad and racist, but the smart kids are in charge now, and oh, by the way, we just wiped out all the excess population that we didn't want to have to deal with, with medicine. That is genocide. And I'll finish today with a little thing that I saw, a little video. So some parents took their kids to school today, and they... The cops showed up and said, can't bring the kids in and they've got to wear masks. And the parents shouted him down and said, that's not a law. That's not a law. And the school administrators were there at the front door and the parents had all showed up to take their children to school. And most of you are probably like me. Your, your parents didn't take you to school. Your parents just kind of shoved you out of the door at eight o'clock in the morning and said, you know, hope you make it back. You know, we had a little too much last night. But, you know, I mean, we all come from simpler times when, when you could walk to school, when things were different. Here were these parents taking their kids to school, shouting at the administrators. And there were the little Hitlers of the railroad wearing their masks, holding that narrow gate, the gatekeepers, metaphorically being what they are. They're deciding for everybody what it's going to be. And the parents weren't having it. And it was getting heated. And the cops were involved. And there was every chance that some of those children and the children were in the middle. And the children were looking back at their parents. And there was a look of bewilderment on their eyes. And they were now looking at the administrators. And these were the people that they would have to deal with all day, not the parents. That's not a good situation. But sometimes not good situations are necessary situations and the parents were shouting and chanting this is not a law go in go in they were ordering their kids to go in and they kept saying they can't touch you yeah they can't they can't touch you you know but the kids had to have the act of bravery the moment and they did they stepped forward and the barrier broke and they surged through. I mean, it was like something out of Bronze Age Warfare, something out of Lord of the Rings. And they did. They did the right and the brave thing, but you could tell that they were afraid and uncertain. And then the parents began to say, whatever you do, be kind. You know, don't don't bait them. Be kind, be respectful. Be respectful. Yeah. And th- that showed that they were 
They were real parents. And then at the very end, as they all went through, this dad shouted out, he said, we love you. And that's the podcast.